everyone, welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with me, Jim. Denver Dave and Punk Raider, we're here to talk about NFL boys. How are we doing? I could have sworn this was the cricket podcast. <laughs> Isn't it still summer? Know. What's going it on? It's beautiful out there. I mean, well, it, is, it is August. Mm-hmm. It still is technically summer for quite some time. But we're only a couple of weeks away from our favourite sport, which is, of course, the NFL. So we're back. We're back. You two out of cryostasis. I'm ready to do another podcast. A brand new season. Thank you so much to everyone that supported us through last season, helping to keep the lights on for this season. Uh, we're going to be pushing on even harder. So this week, for our first podcast back, we're going to be going through the NFC. A conference which has had a massive drain of talent over the last the, uh, few months. It's the ugly stepbrother, isn't it? It's the one that no one wants to talk about. The bastard used to be, the used NFL. to be the glittering jewel in the crown of the NFL. And uh, when I first started watching in the eighties, I mean the NFC hmm. and in the nineties, the NFC was 80, the 80. place to be. Yes, yep. the eighteen eighties before the game was invented. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. No, these things are cyclical, aren't they? So, you know, what goes Let's around comes around. Let's hope I'm not. Sure. Let's keep the NFC as the uh, poor sister for, uh, for a long time, <laughs> shall we? So what we're going to do is we're going to go through every, every team in the NFC. We're going to do three minutes a team. There's going to be a buzzer at the end of the three minutes, so we will not be able to waffle. Okay? And then we'll move on, and uh, let's whoa, see how whoa, we go. I did not sign up for this no waffling. That is That was not a buzzer. I know it's a difficult the buzzer is concept, in charge. But, you know... I don't really want to be sat here till half past three in the morning no, listening to you with time scale, telling yeah. me the virtues of the Chicago Bears for the 15th time. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> hey, man, give the people what they want. That's what I say. We'll see. Let's start with the NFC North. And uh, we're going to go in finishing order for each team. So we're starting off. Oh, my God, the starting side. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. So Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million extension back in March. Nine days later, Devontae Adams is traded to the Raiders. Uh, they've signed Sammy Watkins as a replacement on a one-year deal. Uh, outside linebacker Zedaria Smith is at division rivals the Vikings. And Marquez Valdez-Scanning has gone to Kansas City for $30 million. Um, Boys, this is a slightly weaker team, I'm guessing, than last year's Packers, who underwhelmed in the playoffs it um you're wrong in saying that he signed a three-year deal he hasn't he signed three one-year deals is essentially the way oh sorry Sorry, um each one has a massive get out of jail free card um what what we've seen in recent times in in um, recent weeks is that rogers has came out and slagged his uh, receiving core off Mm. we know that obviously uh when rogers has a receiving core he doesn't trust it uh, usually doesn't end all that well and uh, already there's uh mishaps are brewing let's say so uh, yeah interesting times in uh, in Wisconsin at the moment well uh, I mean it's it's fairly obvious this year that the Packers are going to be pretty much carried by their defense and their rushing attack you know yes, Rogers is throwing his toys out of the pram completely because of that but you know when you lose the best player in football to the best team in football then you know these are things <laughs> that you have to start up oh with my like word <laughs> <laughs> so okay you who's know, going mean, to be the receiver that steps up <laughs> who knows well, I think Christian Watson actually is probably the most likely uh, uh, potential it, it could be it could be Watson I mean you know this this is really one of those situations of next man up and someone really needs to make a difference here um, because you know, there's only so far that, that running game will get you especially when Aaron he, Jones was underused last year as well yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, absolutely I mean it might just be they end up as, as a much more balanced offence but yeah the Packers are not going from 
you know, division winners and playoffs last year to three wins four. this year. So, you know, it's, it's, wins, it's just four. not going to happen. No, they're too talented on defense. Their best and... receiver in terms of yards might end up being Aaron Jones in a funny kind of way, you know. Because he's, he's good with his hands. He's a good receiving back. And he's also good lining, you know, lining up as sort of an outside tight end um, just as a receiver. Receive the ball seven yards away and get another 20. So I think there's a good chance he may end up with the most amount of receiving yards. You have to say thank you to the Packers and Brian Gurkens for yet again not drafting a receiver with their first pick in the draft, keeping Crazy up the tradition, waiting until the second round. He had two first round picks, didn't use either of them on a receiver, waited until round two. Um, but they still I finished mean, 13 and four. They're still going to win the division, right? So it uh, doesn't really matter for the Packers. Yeah, they will win the division. I think. I don't think it's. I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going to win the division. I haven't got them at thirteen. I've got them at twelve. But yeah, well, we'll, we'll look at records Ooh, soon. We're not doing uh, records. We're running out of time, and the buzzer is about to go. That's <laughs> that was really good timing. Let's move on then to the second team in the division. That was that's the Minnesota how it Vikings. needs to be. <laughs> well, let's not interject I mean, on this next one then. So the Vikings have a new head coach in former Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell getting his first stab at the big job following the slow career demise of Mike Zimmer. Free agency focused on their defense with the pickups of Zadaria Smith, I mentioned earlier. Defensive tackle Harrison Phillips from Buffalo. Linebacker Jordan Hicks from the Cards. And corner Chandon Sullivan from the Packers. The last tight end, Tyler Conklin to the Jets. Safety Xavier Woods to the Panthers. And center Mason Cole to the Steelers. They went 8-9 and nine last year. Are they going to be better this year without Mike Zimmer? Yes. I've answered my question. I, yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think I think immediately the fact that you've got a better coaching staff um, is a reason for optimism. Um, they were not a bad team. My only my only real problem with the Vikings at the minute is that they've never really looked to get away from Kirk Cousins. You know, it, it, you've, you've kind of had him for a while now, and it's not really worked out that much. So maybe been the worst though, has he? No, no, absolutely. But but they've they've had opportunities I feel where their defense has been good enough and their run game's always been good with Dalvin Cook and you know with Jefferson Thielen those receivers that they've had there I think you know it almost feels like the Vikings have underachieved now whether that's just down to the coach in which case we might see that this year um, but I mean realistically they should be a wild card threat I would have thought in the NFC I think they yeah. win the division Ooh. In all honesty, I think they win it, and I think they win it by more than one game. I, I think it's secured and it's secured early. I genuinely think they have, with with the, you know, with the front line that they've got uh, of uh, Donnell Hunter, um, Hicks, Kendricks, Tomlinson signed up, um, Harrison Phillips. I'm a massive fan mm. of as well, as well as Adario Smith. The the pass rush now is is better than it's ever been. Um, the receiving core is phenomenal. If they can keep um, Alvin Cook healthy, yeah. keep Alvin that's, Cook healthy, that's the secret. It's keeping Thielen and Cook on the field, well, the, isn't it? The big, the big, yeah. If you can keep them fit, phenomenal. KJ Osborne might just be, you know, a massive secret weapon for them because he there was a few times last season he looked really, really good. My only concern is that secondary because that is getting old. You know, they've got Harrison Smith back there, Patrick Peterson still knocking around. Well, the first two that, draft picks was Lewis Seen from Georgia at safety yeah. and Andrew Booth from Clemson in the corner. So, yeah, and they did I don't like Andrew Booth. I know you don't like Andrew Booth. Not, not just because he's Clemson. Um, but also, first season playing defensive back is difficult. Um, yep. I, I think that is their potential weakness. But mm. I'm really liking the look of the Vikings, and I think stronger than last year is their weakness. I mean, they could have signed no one and still been better than last year with a new head coach. And look at that, we're even ten seconds under. 
It's wow. Well. What's right. going on? Well done, man. So you've made some good moves and uh, a new um, VP of football operations as well come in there, Demetrius Washington, to join uh, quasi Adolfo Mensa. We're moving on. I know, I know. Uh, the Bears. So Alan Robinson's finally don't, got don't his move away from Chicago. You what? can steal as much time as you want off the Bears. It's not a problem. <laughs> oh, There's not much to say. Let me start again then. Alan Robinson has finally got away his move away from Chicago. The Rams taking him for 46.5 million over three years. James Daniels has gone to Pittsburgh from the O-line. Gadget receiver Jakeem Grant's at the Browns. And defensive end Jakeem Hicks is now in Tampa. There's new leadership with Ryan Poles as the new GM. Former Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus with his first shot at a head coaching role. They've brought That's in amazing. Byron Pringle from the Chiefs at wide receiver. Former Packer Lucas Patrick at guard. Um, Al-Qadeen Muhammad at defensive end from the Colts. Does that make any difference when it comes to the Bears? I know that we, in preseason they've again looked awful on the offensive line. Don't, don't care Justin about Fields running for his life. I know yeah. I don't care about preseason either, but the are they going to be good enough to do something? Justin Fields had pretty much the most thing. brutal rookie season of any quarterback in the last thirty years, mm. and you know the fact that the 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 organization uh, putting absolutely no talent around him to help him out is just negligent they, yep. they, you know I, I swear there is a hit out on him because someone's going to kill him this season uh, they tried last season you know losing Mack and Robinson I mean they've still got a few players on, on the defensive line so they've still got Robert Quinn and just about got Roquan Smith whether he'll actually be them by the time this goes out we'll, be we'll see but you know let's be honest this Bears team is a dumpster fire and and you know they 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 are looking to get the number one pick next year. Do you want to know, John? This is a quarterbacks league, and do you know who the highest paid skill player is in this team? Have a guess. Is it wide receiver? Matt is it Forte. No, the highest paid skill player is Justin Fields. Okay. He is the highest paid that, as a rookie quarterback, though. As a like. rookie quarterback in his second year, you've got Robert Quinn, who's a linebacker, Eddie Jackson, who's the was the highest paid safety in the league, not anymore. Then you've got a centre, outside linebacker, and defensive tackle. There, are, there yeah. is no skill around, Nothing around him at all. Nothing. Nothing. It's criminal. A recipe it's for absolute disaster. Criminal. But hey, guess what? Chicago be Chicago. This is what they are. This is your identity. <laughs> and their draft wasn't Justin amazing Fields. either. No, it wasn't. Justin Fields could could definitely do worse than you know maybe fake the odd hamstring injury and miss know, a few games this season just to protect thing, though, his career. To be honest, yeah, I think what will happen with Justin Fields. I know we're coming to the end of our time, but I think he'll have a pretty bad time. People will lose faith in him. He'll he'll move at the end of his contract. He'll go to another team and absolutely smash it. Probably the Patriots, if I'm all, if I'm honest, because that's what it kind of feels like. <laughs> but I, th I think it's going to be the second club, the second franchise that's going to benefit from what's happening with Justin Fields at the moment. There has to be a massive clear out, and they have been doing that. It's going to take a while. And there, with the buzzer, we go on to the final team in the NFC North, and that was the three and thirteen and one Detroit Lions hard knocks team this year. Uh, they had two first round picks. They used the first one on Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan. The second one, they moved up to get Jameson Williams, the speedster from Alabama. Um, they aren't expecting uh, Williams to be ready for camp, though. They've moved back up to 12 for the Vikings to get him. DJ Chark's another wide receiver addition this offseason. Just a one-year, $10 million deal for the ex-Jaguar. It's, it's one of those things where the Lions were kind of hard done by with that record last year. Uh, they finished two and three to finish the, the season. So there were positive moves there, and there were a couple of 
games that they really should have won. And they lost a lot of games by one score. I mean, you yeah. did, the, the, especially the, early the, in the season, the record-breaking one against the uh, Ravens springs to mind. Um, yeah, when the clock, uh, the play clock ran out, and they should it should have been called for a penalty. And there's no way that Tuck is going for a seventy-something yarder. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think they were really, really unlucky. Really, really unlucky. I'm a, I'm a uh, massive Dan Campbell fan. He'd, he'd get me playing for him. I like him so far on hard knocks. I'm I'm really impressed and I'm really happy for Lions fans, actually, because this is the first time in a long time where I can honestly say that there are signs of life in this team. It feels like and a proper team, doesn't it? It feels like a team. I love the fact they've got so many ex-players on their coaching staff yeah. because it really is kind of galvanizing the team around around them as well so you know there's there's none of this bitching and moaning about oh well you've never played it so how would you know and you can't do that to these guys you know um mm -hmm. i'm like you i think dan campbell's great i mean the first first line in hard knocks he's quite metallic lyrics so that can't be a bad thing you <laughs> yeah know? i didn't like that too. that was a <laughs> negative one for me <laughs> but no they really are improved um i think yeah. their offensive line is honestly probably one of the better ones in the nfl um well they was normally you don't see first year um tackles performing well but he was very good last year yeah, yeah they've they've got a fairly good rushing attack now um yeah. and i think the defense with hutchinson i think hutchinson's going to be a beast i think i think he could be ripping it up this season um i don't think they'll make the playoffs this year strange yeah. things have happened um especially in the uh, uh, not-very-good NFC. But all, all you're asking for, really... I mean, they could sneak in a wild card if they can keep a decent record, but all you're asking for is progress. Yep. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And I think that, there will be very evidential progress this season. I think, I think Lions fans can actually have a happy season. First one yeah. for a while. <laughs> it will be. That's what this movie Megatron left. Yeah. So at least you had someone yeah. to watch. Uh, with Stafford throwing the ball to him. But, I mean, one of, the, one of the key things, keep DeAndre Swift healthy because he's a real yeah. difference maker. Yeah, and a yeah, pretty good draft. You know, they, they did a lot of, lot of moving about, but some solid Great. positions. There. Oh, there's the buzzer. Okay, so that was the NFC North. Um, so a quick summary then, boys. I'm so, going Vikings. So you, you think the Vikings it? are going to win this I division? I think the Vikings will win it. I think personally, I'm not going to run down, but I think it'll be, oh, I'm going to run down. I think it'll be Vikings, Packers, um, Lions, Bears. I almost agree. I'm going Packers with 12 wins, Vikings with nine, Lions with six, and Bears with three. I'm not doing volume. <sighs> I'm not doing numbers, but <laughs> I'm, not doing, I had, I'm doing numbers. I had Packers <laughs> just winning this division, but under double digit wins. Um, Vikings in second and Lions in third, Bears in fourth. But actually, I've done my predicting of every single game in the regular season. And okay. uh, again, and I've got those top three teams going through to the playoffs. So both the Vikings and the Lions with an eight and nine record are actually getting through to the playoffs in my, wow. my world of predicting games. I yeah. want to see what your other divisions are like in that case. <laughs> Can I, I just want to say one thing. I'm not going to give too much too much away record-wise. Listen, in a couple of weeks, I've got the Vikings 6-0 and in the division. So it tells you how many wins I've got them in the regular season. Wow. <laughs> no okay. team lost more games by one score last season than the Vikings. In the entire Apart from NFL. maybe the Lions. Nope. In, in the entire NFL, the Vikings lost most games by one score. One score being eight points rather than seven, but you go on. But, but that, that surely, you know, relates back to what I was saying about Kirk Cousins in that if you're losing all these games by one score, you want your quarterback to be making a difference and winning those games by a score. 
No, I, I, I don't think he's the problem. I don't think he's the answer either. There, there may be an element of truth in that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on then to the NFC South. Let's go from north to south, then east to west. So the top team there was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They finished 13 and 4. Out goes guard Alex Kappa to the Bengals, safety Jordan Whitehead to the Jets, and former first-round pick OJ Howard off to the Bills. In comes Falcons receiver Russell Gage for 30 million. Defensive end Joaquin Hicks from the Bears, and a couple of veteran offensive players in Carl Rudolph and Julio Jones. Tom Brady is now 44 years old. He's retired and unretired a month later. He's now got his own swimsuit line. Another Stop player talking that, about the quarterback. Another player that retired and so far is sticking to it, though, is Rob Gronkowski, the 33-year-old tight end out of Arizona University. He played eight seasons with the Patriots and two with the Bucks. He won four Super Bowls, four-time first-team All-Pro, five Pro Bowls when he wasn't appearing in Super Bowls. This guy has broken every touchdown record for a tight end and dominated the position every year he played. Do not expect a delayed invite to Canton. Only problem, um, really, for the Bucks this offseason is that Ryan Jensen suffered a severe knee injury in early training camp, and the 31-year-old centre agreed to a three-year deal with the Bucks in March. So, um, despite signing your contract, he is unlikely to be playing for them this season. A lot of talent has gone from that offensive line, and Jordan Whitehead's going to be a big miss in the secondary as well. What's happening with the Bucks this year, boys? I think continuity-wise, they're not too bad because I think Leftwich coming in and and all right, Arians has gone, but you know, schematically, they're pretty much going to be the same. Um, I don't see a huge amount of problem. This is going to be a defensive first team this year. Um, you know, that defense is is still good, and if anything, they've got even more depth in the uh, defensive backfield. So, you know, for me, I still think they're probably going to win the division. If I'm honest. Um, they do have problems on the O-line. They'll probably figure something out. Or, you know, that quarterback will figure something out. He normally does. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the Bucks are the Bucks, aren't they? Until until they get a new quarterback, it's going to be difficult to kind of pick against them to a degree. Well, I'm glad you've carried on talking because I, I haven't got a lot to say on the Bucks because I just don't know. I think they're either going to be bloody awful or they'll do all right and i don't know which one it is um i suspect as you say that they'll win the division i suspect they'll probably do okay in the postseason because that's what he does um but yeah i don't i'm i don't fear them i don't you know i'm quite happy for the Broncos to go up against mm. them bring it mm. on they don't feel like a you know there's certain teams where, what are in the conversation for a super bowl i just don't feel they're in that conversation but no, I agree. I'm also not so bloody stupid to realise that I'm bloody stupid to not realise that. Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know that yeah. you know that you know that I know that. Yeah, exactly. it does feel like they peaked though as a team for me. That loss to the Rams, it Yeah, I thought that was their that was their bubble gone. Yeah. You know. Maybe. Yeah. So look at that. Three minutes. We're loving that buzzer. So the second team that finished 9-8 and eight in the NFC South last year was the New Orleans Saints, another year away from a Hall of Fame QB. The Saints are messing around with draft picks and ended up with Chris Alave at wide receiver and Trevor Penning at left tackle from the first round. Though Michael Thomas is healthy again, there's no guarantee he's the same player from 2018. He's still their number one receiver, though, on the depth chart. Uh, there had to be a replacement at left tackle for Teron Armstead, who was taken by the Dolphins for $75 million, and that was Penning. Free safety Marcus Williams was also lost from the team, this time to Baltimore. To cover this, the Saints brought in Tyron Matthew and Marcus May. They switched out backup QB Trevor Simeon for backup QB Andy Dalton, and they signed Jarvis Landry, who the Browns didn't want no more. 
the Saints for me, boys, are a team that are in massive transition. And I don't think what they've done is as plugged the holes that they need to actually do anything in this division. That's just my I think opinion. I think the most significant thing for the Saints this season is Alvin Kamara avoiding a suspension. I think if if, if you take if you take Kamara well, at the all right at the moment he's avoiding a suspension. Um, I mean Kamara really is the proper only all pro talent they've got left on that offense. I mean Michael Thomas, yeah, if he can find form from five years ago, but you know how often does that happen with a wide receiver? You know Jarvis Landry's fine, Chris Olave, who knows? Um, I think they look a bit better. They've still got a good defense, and you know. The loss of Sean Payton is going to be a problem, I expect, to start with. Um, but having said that, like we saw last week... Mickey season, Loomis has been there forever as well, so it's just like, there's not that much change. Well, in, right? in the last team, you were talking about continuity being a benefit. I don't see that hmm. how that's any different this time around. It's, it's, it's length of time, isn't it? So for me, with Leftwich, he's only been there a couple of years, so the players haven't heard his voice constantly over 10, 12 years or whatever. Yeah, but most um, of these players haven't. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's what I'm saying. They're, the Saints for me are, are like the Bucks were for you, very much an unknown at the minute. Um, I think their defense is still good. I don't think they're going to have a huge problem on defense. I think it's going to be scoring points. Can they do it? Jameis Winston's the QB. Yeah, exactly. And he'll like, just, he'll boom more bars, twenty. So you know what? I'm looking at my predictions that I've done. I've got them winning the division by their in-division record. So I've got them and the Bucks level, but the Saints win it because of their in-division record. I think they're absolutely loaded. And if you gave me, I'm running out of time here, but if you give me um, their wide receiver core of a, a possible Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave with Adam Troutman as the tight end, who I really like, I'm happy with that. And last season when Jameis was playing, he did all right. You know, he looked okay until he yeah. got his ATL. Which is why I'm saying, you know, they could be a bit better than we think they could. But also, it, a lot depends on if Winston gets injured or not. I like him. There's the buzzer. So, we're on to the third team already in the NFC South. And that was the Atlanta Falcons. They went 7-10 and 10 last year. Another mm. team where their, mainstay, where their mainstay QB was no longer around. Matt Ryan got prized over to Indianapolis. Wide receiver Russell Gage jumped ship to Tampa. And linebacker for Side Alucon went for $45 million to Jacksonville. Dante Fowler's also gone as an edge presence to Dallas. Not much in the way of big moves in for the Falcons. Marcus Mariota got the most, the most money as a stopgap at QB. An aging Casey Hayward from the Chargers at corner and linebacker Rashawn Evans from the Titans on a one-year deal. They did re-song um, Cordero Patterson on a two-year deal, so that seems a win for them. They had their pick of any wide receiver in the draft and they went with Drake London from USC. Gives Carl Pitts a break as it means the opposition now has to look at two players in the secondary. And they moved up to get Arnold Ebikiti in round two. Falcons, thoughts? Falcons, Falcons make things really easy because they've got a really tough schedule. So mm. they're just not going to win <laughs> any games. It's as simple as that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, they're going to be quite interesting and exciting to watch because they have got lots of young talent. You know, Carl Pitts, Drake London, AJ Terrell. They're all going to be fun players to watch this season. Yep. Um, but, you know, tough schedule. Mariota's not Mariota that came into the league um he'll do all right he'll be fine but i just don't see this this falcons team really going anywhere this season to be honest i think they're trash 
I'm not going to offer anything more than that. I think they're uh, absolutely I think, trash. <laughs> I don't think they're as bad as the Bears, but I think their record will make them as bad as the Bears because of their schedule. I'll have, a, I'll have a cheeky bet with you that they have a worse record at the end of the season than the Bears do. What do you want, five, five English pounds? You mad? The amount of money I get paid. <laughs> and I was thinking more of a personal glory bet. Oh, personal glory bet. Go oh, on, man. I'll, all day. I'll, 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 I'll take the loser. Loser has to shave their beard off. Ooh. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Yes. That's not, David's that's never not grown not a beard and couldn't yeah, have exactly. a beard. Hey, I'm, still, I'm still doing Movember from last year. What are you talking about? This is how bad. <laughs> this is how bad. I thought you just like, shaved this morning. We're going into banter during their three-minute period and no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> this is how bad. Absolutely. It's not a minute left. I mean, they took a flyer on Desmond Ritter at, Q- at QB in the third round from Cincinnati. But again, it's I just mean, a flyer, isn't it? It's like, But why would it, you not? Why would you yeah, not? Exactly. Think, do you know what? Yeah. I think that's a really, really smart move. If it was hmm. me, I'd have probably gone for... Who's the lad who went to the Titans? Malik Willis. In, Malik Willis. I'd have gone for Malik Willis in the second, probably. If he's sitting there, just go, why not? But if they don't have him rated, they don't have him rated. Um, they went for Troy Anderson with their other second round pick from Montana State. And the thing State is, well, they're paying the wrong players. They were paying the players far too much. So there's a lot of dead cap space they've got at the moment. But next year, they have got an absolute fortune to spend. So they are going to be very, very dangerous in free agency. They're paying Matt Ryan 40 million, Julio Jones 15 million. There's the buzzer. <laughs> They'll be in the market for QB. Oh, God. The thing with the Falcons is 30% of all of their salary this year is on dead cap players, players who no longer play for them. That's not a winning formula. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. If your quarterback's uh, last name is Mahomes, you might be able to get away with it. Not yeah. even then. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Right, the final team in the NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. They finished 5-12, and 12, yet another NFC South team with a QB issue. The Panthers brought in Sam Darnold contingencies, though, with a disgruntled Baker Mayfield and the third-round pick in Matt Corral from Ole Miss. To have those three right as their current QB room, they've used a second-round draft pick, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, and a sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Matt Corral. Biggest surprise loss of the offseason was linebacker Hassan Reddick to the Eagles for $45 million. Stephon Gilmore goes to the Colts after an underwhelming season. Defensive tackle Daquan Jones goes to the Bills. And their rusher Morgan Fox is now with the Chargers. They did nail their one top 10 draft pick. Ikea Kwanu is a scary prospect on the left side of the O-line. They also brought in Austin Corbett at right guard from the Rams and center Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens. Xavier Woods at safety from the Vikings is a decent addition in that secondary, along with re-signing cornerback Dante Jackson. They also snapped up punter Johnny Hecker. Do you know their their biggest the biggest thing that they have to do this year? They keep have to McCaffrey keep McCaffrey on the McCaffrey field. Fit, keep <laughs> McCaffrey fit and keep JC Horn fit as well. Yes. Yeah, those two players, JC Horn, anyone who doesn't know, he's a second year cornerback who missed all of last year, basically. And he's exceptionally good bit handsy bit of a flag machine in college but in college they kind of allow you to get away with it and then flag you for no reason so it's, it's difficult to tell um but yeah no there's the possibility that the panthers are going to be really really good or absolutely useless and it's difficult to know which i like the fact that the majority of that defense has stuck together um it's still very young we liked it last season. Well, they did, they did the, um, whole, the entire draft, which was uh, defensive players, and a lot of those players have kind of worked out all right. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the defence will be the strength of this team. 
they have to keep CNC healthy. We've seen it in the last two years. As soon as he goes down, then the Panthers just, you know, implode most of the time. Um, I think the Baker thing is an interesting one, just because I think an angry Baker wanting to prove the Browns wrong could be an interesting prospect at quarterback. Um, and I do believe that the O-line is better than it was last season. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, with Vicky Aquanu there, yeah. Absolutely. There, there, there are there are possibilities here that the Panthers, assuming everyone stays fit, again, you know, you need that little bit of luck sometimes as well. They again could be an interesting team and and one to keep an eye on. All they have to do is not implode in division, and that will be a big yeah. help for them. Um, one question then, as we've got thirty seconds left, so quick responses. Um, in terms of their starting quarterback, which will undoubtedly be. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Where do we see him ranking wise, one to thirty-two, in terms of starting quarterbacks? What, what, what number do you put on him, do you reckon? So I think that's what I'd, I'd throw him in sixteen to twenty, somewhere around there. Somewhere around about there. Yeah. I'd think he's on a good day, ten to sixteen. On a bad day, twenty to thirty. Love Jeremy Chin as well. One of the best players in the secondary. Um, so old. hopefully he stays fit again for this season. Oh no, I'm thinking different player. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, yeah. Chan. <laughs> yeah, not Jeremy Chin, mate. Um, so that was the NFC South. Uh, so looking at what we think is going to happen this year, any major changes in the in the order? Not I mean, for me. Based, I go on. I was going to say, based on what we've said, I reckon that you know the Bucks could. We, the Falcons finishing bottom. I think the Bucks could finish first, second, or third. I think each any, any possible. If you sat down and tried to convince me that it would be one, two, three in any one of those orders, I wouldn't disagree too hard with you. To be perfectly honest, the the only guarantee I'll make is that the Falcons will be bottom. Yeah. Um, after that, I would have the Bucks as champions, probably by a couple of games, just because of the quarterback. Saints and Panthers, much of a muchness. I've got the Saints coming in second, the Panthers in third. Flip their records. I think they're going to be eight, nine, nine, and eight. You know, um, the Panthers. The problem they'll have is depth. The Saints. Who knows? You know, one, if, one if their quarterback say, goes, the in division games in this um, division is going to be. They are going to be the dullest games in the NFC this year. Yes. Yeah. Probably. There'll, there'll be nine threes. Oh, yeah. Too many defences, not enough good offences. If you have to pause red zone, um, you use these games as the ones to fast forward through to get back on time. That's what I read. That's, that's a recommendation you can take to the next that, right That's a Dave guarantee. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I've got Bucks winning it just because you can't bet against Brady to, to get double yeah, digits. That's the exactly. You know what? If, if Brady left and it was anyone else... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they'd be in trouble. Even a but, decent um, quarterback, you'd just be like, uh, I'm less convinced. So if they can keep CMC fit and and Baker's got a massive chip on his shoulder inbuilt, so I reckon they might they've got a chance of finishing second in the way I've broken it down. Saints third just because it's so shallow in terms of um, talent, and then Atlanta. Yeah, I think they're on for a spanking based on the schedule. There is, there is also the possibility that they all take they all take exactly the same off each other, and by the end of the season, we're no clearer than we were at the beginning of the season as well. <laughs> Absolutely, could, be. could happen. Could be. Let's move in then to the NFC East. And we're going to start with the Paper Tigers themselves, the Dallas Cowboys, the richest team in the league, and they couldn't buy a playoff win, losing at home to the Niners in the wildcard round. Um, since that loss, the Cowboys have managed to take a few more L's. They basically gave away Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth-round pick. They used on tackle prospect Matt Waletsko, who was a monster physically but wasn't very refined. They then thought they had Randy Gregory re-signed until Gregory saw a clause in his contract he didn't like and Hyle Taylor to Denver. 
They brought in James Washington from the Steelers to help the receiver room, who promptly fractured his right foot. They also helped. They also had to keep head coach Mike McCarthy as they couldn't get Sean Payton off the golf course uh, to take over. It was a solid but not spectacular draft. Their first round pick was Tyler Smith, who lines up between Tyron Smith and Tyler Biadash. So thanks for that, Jerry. Um, when you look at the names that are gone, Gregory, Cedric Wilson, Leo Collins, Connor Williams, Keanu Neal, Demonte Casey, these are all starters that will be missed. So with that in mind, boys, how do the, the Cowboys are going to do this year? You, you said that they're the richest team in the NFL. That's not true. They are. They're not. They are. The Broncos owner, let me just say, is richer than Lewis Hamilton combined. So then Yao. Behave. I mean, I'll let you go for the first Richest part. team. So, 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 yes, you are right. They have lost an awful lot of starters here. Um, they completely botched the Randy Gregory thing. I mean, that yeah. was just amateur hour at its it finest. They shot creepy, themselves in the foot last year in the playoffs. They've lost their number one receiver. The yeah. question for this season is, you know, is Dak good enough and able to stay healthy enough to actually win games for them with no true number one? You know, Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, good receivers, don't get me wrong. Very good. But are, can one of them step up and be the number one? Not too sure. And can Gallup even stay fit? <laughs> Gallup, Gallup um, only got injured last year. The year before, he was fine. He was a horse of a man the year before. Yeah. I don't they, I mean, they, he won me so many games. They they have, they have are still fairly strong on both sides of the ball. I mean, it, it's, it's really a case of they don't have that depth anymore that they had last season. That that's um, the issue. I think which, in in a weird way, injuries could be the key for them this year, next year. I think if they lose a couple of if they lose a couple of guys or even one guy off the offensive line, they're gonna struggle big time. Um I think that uh, sorry, Zeke getting injured might end up being a good thing in a funny kind of a way because it's going to force you to move on to Pollard. I think, to be perfectly honest, excuse me for geeking out for a second, I think they just need to play 11-man personnel. That's all they need to do. You play 11-man personnel, that's going to stretch the field. It's going to open up the passing game and open up um, the rushing attack as well. That's the only way you have to play. Historically, we've seen that when Dak plays under center, he hands off, and when he plays in shotgun, he throws play 11-man personnel, open up the field, and just, you know, turn it to a certain degree, just shotgun every play. The other problem that the uh, Cowboys have is their head coach. Agreed. And I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. <laughs> On yeah, to the no second team there. We've hit the buzzer, boys. So after an incredible second half of the season run got them into the playoffs, the Eagles have continued to build through the offseason, focusing heavily on the defence. In comes linebacker Hassan Reddick from Carolina, James Bradbury from division rivals the Giants, Ed Rusher Kaiser White from the Chargers, safety Jaquiski Tart from the Niners. They're released and then re-signed Fletcher Cox on a one-year deal, then moved up in the draft to take his long-term replacement in Jordan Davis from Georgia. They also nabbed N'Kobe Dean in the third round, not the first time the Eagles have taken a flyer on a first-round talent with an injury. They're also part of a big-name Day one trade for the Titan from the with the Titans when they switched one of their first round picks for AJ Brown. This has been some impressive moves from um, Nick Sirianni and uh, and the Eagles franchise. They have gone from being a very dark horse to being ones that are being talked about a lot more openly as having a chance in the NFC. This hey, is the best what. roster in this division. When you look at it on paper. The Eagles have the best roster, without question. Um, having a, a running back at quarterback is always a little bit of an issue. Um, obviously, Jalen Hurts, little bit of accuracy issue, little bit of poor decision-making under pressure last season. 
Um, very much looked like a deer in the headlights in that, uh, was it wildcard game against the Bucks? They all did, um, though. They all looked a bit no, kind no, of... No, no, they all did. Didn't they? But, but, but the point being is that that will be a massively good learning experience for them. Yeah. And I fully expect the Eagles to seriously be in contention this year for the, uh, for the uh, NFC East. I don't. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a good enough quarterback. Um, I don't like Jordan Mylatter. I don't think he's a good enough left tackle. Um, Lane Johnson's 121 years old now. That defensive line, yes, it's strong on paper, but as soon as the injuries start to uh, take hold, Brandon Graham's been injured for, you know, he's got injuries every year for the past three, four, five years. Um, same goes for Fletcher Cox. I love Fletcher, Fletcher Cox when he plays. I think Jordan Davis is too big and needs to adapt to the NFL. He's going to need a couple of years. Um, Darius Slay's getting old. Anthony Harris, I'm not convinced with. James Bradbury at the Giants last season was pants. Yeah, and but I everyone don't... was pants at the I Giants know. last season. It's not his fault. make him a bad player. On paper, I think, and I don't, I, I don't particularly think Miles Sanders is that good a running back as well to carry an offense. Not sure. On paper, I think it looks like a decent team. I just think there's holes in the roster and I'm not convinced that when it's down and dirty and it's a line of scrimmage battle and I'm not convinced that this is a team that will come through it right now. If you that's, offered that's me what... right now the option of the Eagles um, roster or the Cowboys roster, bar the quarterback, I would take the Eagles hands down. I would take the quarterback included. I think they're going to be a, a massive problem this year. I and no, I don't agree with the quarterback. I think he's. <laughs> this will prove you wrong, Dave. We're on to the third team now, and uh, the one big move this off season was giving Carson Wentz another second chance in the league from the Colts for basically two third round picks to help him out. The Commanders re-signed number one wide receiver Terry McLaurin on a three-year, sixty-eight point three six million dollar deal. They lost right guard. Yeah, they lost right guard Brandon Scherf, but gained left guard Andrew Powell and brought in right guard Trey Turner from the Steelers. Other than that, the draft saw them move down in the first round and still picked up wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who's a very good slot receiver. They got defensive tackle for Darian Mathis from Alabama in the second round and took a flyer on QB Sam Howell in round five. 2020 second overall pick Chase Young is still recovering from his torn ACL. I wasn't expected to miss at least week one. Um, and franchise sack leader Ryan Kerrigan retired after signing a one-day contract to end his career back in Washington. Kerrigan was an extremely talented dead rusher with pretty much his entire 11-year career. He spent the first 10 years with the now Commanders before playing last season with the Eagles, though a knee injury hampered his time there and eventually led to this announcement. Kerrigan was the 16th pick in 2011 and notched up 95.5 sacks and four Pro Bowls. He also played the first 139 games of his career and his first game missed was in 2019 with a concussion. So had to get that in because Kerrigan was a one of my favourite players for the now commanders. He was he was he was a great um, defensive lineman. Um, he was always one of the when when you want to call him this week um, were bad. He was always worth watching. He was always yeah. the the one one player on that team that you know motor going a hundred mile an hour every single play. I mean he he would eat tackles for breakfast. The guy was a beast. Um, yep. It's just a shame he never actually played in a decent team. <laughs> no, wasn't the wrong team for that. Um, yeah. So, what do we think then, boys? Carson Wentz given a chance with the, uh, was, the Commanders. Was anyone surprised at the stories coming from training camp that he's been struggling with accuracy? 
I mean, I you know, it Carson yeah. Wentz. I mean, you you can tell it's summer and people are scrabbling around for things to write about when you're getting that. Coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> having said that, though, um, I do think the Commanders have a decent offense. You know, they they have got the receivers. They've got a fairly decent running back. Um, you know, McLaurin's an absolute star. So, yeah, I think it will come down to quarterback play for them. And you know, oh, I no. still think. Uh, Taylor Heineken is very unlucky to not actually still have that starting job. Other beers um, are available. Other beers <laughs> might be available, um, but not on this podcast. No. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, they're one of those teams that it feels slightly difficult to, to call because they do, I mean, defensively, they have a good front seven, but their backfield, their defensive backfield feels a bit light. No, Kendall area. Fuller and Willie Jackson, Love I think they'll, they'll be absolutely fine. Um I think the breakout, we'll see the breakout this year of Antonio Gibson. I think he'll be absolutely brilliant because every play call will be, for God's sake, don't let Carson Wentz throw it. So he's going to run it 300 times this season. I think you're wrong. I think Brian Robinson will take over his position actually as running back. But there we go. On to the last team in the NFC East, and that is the New York Giants. After a calamitous head coaching career of Joe Judge, the Giants have cleared house again. Former Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dayball got the nod, not Brian Flores, Brian Dayball. They also finally managed to shift general manager Dave Gettleman out of the building. The man tasked with completely turning this roster around is Joe Shane. And I think we can all agree that this roster was Bobbins. Shane agreed and cleared over half the roster out. They also had so little in the way of cat spare money. They lost players like James Bradbury, Guardwell Hernandez, and even safety Jabril Peppers. Early signs are you guys know what the problem is and have made sensible acquisitions like right guard Mike Lewinsky, centre John Feliciano from Buffalo, and Tyrod Taylor is the new backup from Houston. They also had two top 10 draft picks and got defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau and left tackle Evan Neal. Though Thibodeau got injured in preseason this week, fifth round guard Mar uh, Marcus McCathan tore his ACL, so won't feature this year. And Matt Gono, who was another offensive lineman who was signed from Atlanta, injured his neck and that looks like it's to end his career. Um, they still have to deal with their QB, Daniel Jones, after not picking up his fifth-year option. This is a make-or-break year for him. After 24 touchdowns in his first season, injuries held him to just 21 touchdowns over the past two seasons combined. You know, one amazing trip of himself. Tyra Taylor. Yeah. Do you know what? He, he'll, if The best thing could be for Tyra Taylor to actually take the starting job if they want any kind of success this season, which I don't think is on the cards. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Giants have... So. I, th I think... I put the Giants this season in the bracket with the Lions in the you know the new guys have come in they've started putting some pieces in there you can see what they're trying to do you can see the direction they're taking um they're not going to be relevant this year uh apart from to play spoiler for one of what the Eagles or the Cowboys um but it's nice that there are signs of life for Giants fans again what is success in any form for the, for the Giants. I mean, improvement, improvement. what was last season's record? Well, is it record or is it performance? If they if they lose a shed load of games and their record is the same as well, they, they will, but they look yeah, great so, doing it. You know, Saquon has they, a thousand yard season. If they win six, that's a good season. It's improvement. They, okay. Is it is so, it what they do or how they do it? Is is it more important? Would it's it gonna, it's gotta be a bit of both. You can't you know, it's 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 all very well playing the game and looking great, but if you're losing by thirty-five points, you know no, no, something's no, no. not working. That's, that's so. extreme. I mean, if they, if they lose a lot of games by single score, but look fantastic, they will lose a lot of games. Yeah, but they will lose a lot of games, especially with Thibodeau's out for time. You know, if it, they they haven't got the roster depth to be able to deal with those kind of injuries, so you know 
it's it's going to make a difference. If the Giants get six wins, they've done well this season. But they're putting the play, pieces in place for two, three years down the line. They should remember. just be able to build on it. You got to remember, they're in a bad division. They, you know, they they could get they a very good it's, record. Just they're the reason. The one of the reasons it is a bad division, though, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> and with that, that is the end of the NFC East. Thank you, Buzzer. So. Do we think there's going to be any major differences um, from what we saw last year? Obviously, no, the, it's still going to be shit. Well, the, the Cowboys kind of ran away with it and they got close to There won't be any running away with it. I, I can see three teams within three wins of each other here. Um, okay. I, I have it down as the Eagles winning the division, mm-hmm. Cowboys being about a game behind, and then the Commanders being maybe two games behind that. So, okay. you know. I, th- I think there's there's probably a three or four win spread amongst those three, um, but I, I definitely think the Eagles and the Cowboys are ahead above the Commanders and the Giants. Yeah, this feels to me like a momentum division. The team that gets the biggest head start after four games, the team that's winning it, I think, avoid a few injuries, and I think you'll walk away with the division. Um, but I don't think the Cowboys have got the friendliest start, have they? I no, they're the Bucks got... and the Bengals, so they're yeah. going to be 0-2 after the first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're at home. But then they get the Giants and Commanders. And we've won again. Then they get the Rams and the Eagles. It's not, going to be, yeah, yeah. it's not an easy start for the, for the Cowboys. I think, actually, the Eagles got a much easier schedule, which is partly why yeah. I've got them winning the division as well. Cowboys coming in second, both of them getting the playoffs at the NFC. Yeah. Um, and then the Commanders, about seven wins. And then I had them at the Giants, eight, less than that. But not, I'm not going for two wins. I'm going for more than two wins for the Giants this year. So any Giants fans listening, I'm a bit more um, up on them this year than I was last year. Because I, I think they've, got, be they've much, made some good moves. They're much, much better. Their offensive line is going to be significantly better than it was last year. And you never know what Saquon's going to be like. I mean, he's a year removed off that knee now. So you never know. Yeah. You could have a sudden resurgence. And they got in um, uh, Mike Broder as well, former 49 yeah. guy. He's the guy who's like, he's an absolute burner. Yeah, yeah but he's so bumming they, around the league now. So. Yeah, but what it does mean is that they can actually play some outside zone. <laughs> you know? Mm. Will <laughs> they, they, though? They That's the done, question. They haven't done that for years. They haven't done that since Tiki Baba. <laughs> Tiki Baba. <laughs> Onto the last division then, and that is the, well, the best division in the NFC, and that is the NFC West. We're going to go with the team that won it well, all last year. Should be in a good position again this year. Um, they have one of the best QBs in the league, the best interior defensive lineman in a generation, an all-pro receiver and corner, and a GM that wipes his nose with draft picks. Hasn't been all plain sailing, though, for the Rams. They lost um, Super Bowl talisman Von Miller, who Buffalo hope is the missing piece for them to grab a Lombardi. Cornerback Darius Williams is in Jacksonville. Guard Austin Corbett is in Carolina. And defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day is with the Chargers. They also gave away wide receiver Robert Woods to the Titans for just a sixth-round pick next year and got cornerback Troy Hill from the Browns for a fifth-round pick in the next draft. They also haven't sorted out a new contract for OBJ. He was looking very good for them in the playoffs and the Super Bowl before his injury made the game close. Good news is they now have one of the best linebackers in the game, Bobby Wagner, out of Seattle for 50 mil, and an ill-built chip on his shoulder. They also released Alan Robinson from his incarceration in Chicago on a four-year deal, and have given Sean McVay a brand-new contract. Their first pick in the draft came at the end of the third round. They took Logan Bruss at guard, who gave up zero sacks in the first two se- last two seasons for Wisconsin. So I, good I think they've yeah, I, I think they've upgraded. I think Woods and uh, Woods and Miller for Wagner and Robinson. I mm. think those are great moves. Mm. Um, you know, I I 
they see no reason Woods. not to believe this is going to be an elite offense again. They got um, rid of Woods for not much money simply because they needed to cut his salary. Six um, round and pick. they bought in, yeah, bought in Alan Robinson for four point three million. Um, yeah, that's the bargain of the century, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and you know who that's the best signing for? Cooper Cup, because now he's got Alan Robinson the other side of him. I mean, it just gets worse and worse, you know. But yeah, exactly. I, I think there's a very, very good chance that this team is, uh, you know, the uh, roster cap uh, aerobics of uh, acrobatics have continued, and they're managing to stay under the uh, under the bar that they need to. You know, they, they, there is absolutely nothing to say that this offense and this defense are not as good as they were last season, yeah. um, if not slightly better on the offense. Um, yeah, combine that with consistency in coaching. And yeah, they're going to be there or thereabouts again this year. Certainly in this division. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. Conference. The only thing that worries me is it's very hard to go back to back on winning the Lombardi. So it's why it I haven't got them as my favourites to win it this time. I may not I have think... them winning the Lombardi, but they're definitely. I would definitely have them coming out of this division. Oh, into the yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I think when you when you look at every other team in their division they've all it all feels like they've lost something well we'll or go through those in a minute worse, <laughs> not, not, it feels like they're in a worse position than they've been previously whereas the rams feel like they're strengthened do you know what okay. i mean that, that's it's it's a weird old feeling so yeah i'm like you i don't see any way in which they're going to go backwards is gonna be some catastrophic injuries the only thing might be left tackle because obviously they've lost Andrew Whitworth for retirement so that's a potential down point but yeah I mean the, the Matt Staff is good enough to be able to get to that we're out of time Dave you know the buzzer you've got to respect the buzzer on to the team that finished second I in the NFC West <laughs> and that was the Arizona Cardinals how to f*** up your team's prospects in three easy steps. One, mess about Indeed. with your QB, um, your franchise QB, getting a new contract for about a year. Two, when you finally do give him the contract, you give him homework clause, like he hasn't really studied for games. <laughs> and three, backtrack on that when everyone else jumps on you for your moves. Allegedly, this was an ownership uh, foul-up, but how are GM Steve Kime still in the job outside of a bathroom attendant? This baffles me. <laughs> um, but here we are. The Cardinals fell into the playoffs as a team dead in the water. Hasn't got any better since then. They used their first round pick to take Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. Brown's recently been arrested for criminal speeding in Arizona. Five of their remaining eight draft picks came after pick 200. One of their offensive coaches got arrested for two domestic battery charges. They also lost Chandler Jones on the defensive front seven and Christian Kirk as a receiving weapon. Dondre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season for a harsh PED violation. The only additions over one million in free agency were right guard Will Hernandez from the Giants and outside linebacker Nick Vigil from the Vikings. So, promising for the Cardinals this year? Steve Kine definitely, definitely, definitely has something on somebody because how he's still in a job, I will never know. Would you buy aftershave from that man (laughs) in the basement basement of a nightclub? I wouldn't buy a Tesco's carrier bag from him, let alone (laughs) anything else. Dear me. (laughs) If the Cardinals Cardinals only had to play half a season, they'd be one of the best teams in the league. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) you know, Two, season, two halves of the season exist. Um, Kyler Murray like, isn't isn't really the problem, though, in Arizona. Um, this team will always fall apart without DeAndre Hopkins. Don't know why. It just happens. Um, and I don't think Kingsbury's play calling helps much either, to be honest. Um, so with Hopkins being suspended, um, I think that they might struggle this season a little bit to get wins on the board early. 
Um, and that might cost them a playoff place in the end. Um, I think Murray is undeniably a very, very talented quarterback. I think he's just in a bad situation at the minute. Um, Kingsbury, I think, is probably one of the favourites to get the boot sooner rather than later. Um, and their defence is pretty much red flags everywhere now. But they it's, did just sign like a five-year extension, didn't they? Both him and yeah. Kime. Yeah, so but that'd be that, that, you know, I know, I know they've they got some form about getting rid of players after a season if it doesn't work out, but would they do the same thing with Kingsbury? I don't know. It, I was going to say, maybe. they just signed him on a new deal. Um, and if we're talking about any normal franchise, then maybe you might get shit canned, but this is the Arizona Cardinals we're talking about now. Um, they have a new uh, player, uh, president of player personnel, Ryan Pace, as well. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the thing is, I just made that up, but you believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not the true. Thing. That's like, where they are. Not heard that one. You believed it. You believed it. <laughs> that's what's important. Thanks, Dave. The Cardinals are one of those weird teams that, that they're going to win some games and they're going to look really good and they're going to lose some games and look absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they're all talking over the buzzer. <laughs> you got. <laughs> You got a real knack for that, punk. Well, everyone else has done it, so you know. What? I figured I might as well get mine in as well. Let's move on. The team that finished uh, ten and seven still and got through to the uh, the championship game was the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The Trey Lance era will officially been, begin this season. Garoppolo getting to the championship game wasn't enough to save Jimmy's starting job after the Niners have sunk as much draft capital into the kid from North Dakota State. Problem is, Jimmy G's still in the building. An injury and subsequent surgery made him unavailable when other desperate teams were snapping up available QBs back in the spring. They did manage to resolve the dispute with star receiver Debo Samuel. A three-year extension worth up to $73.5 billion helped smooth it all out. Free agency and incomes cornerback um, Charvarius Ward, safety George Odom, linebacker Oren Burks and Hassan Ridgeway. Out goes guard Lake and Tomlinson, defensive tackle DJ Jones, cornerback uh, Kawan Williams and defensive end Arden Key. What are we thinking the boys right now of the most overrated team in football? I agree with that. People are going nuts about them. Be- are they? But they? Well, yeah. No, they okay. absolutely are. Yeah. But no one knows how Trey Lance is going to perform. No. Nope. So, although he looked good in flashes last year, um, he only actually had about seventy passes. Mm. And being being actually named as the day one starter is a whole load of extra pressure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he copes with it. Um, it's good that they still have people around him, you know, Debo's still there, Ayuk's still there, you know, they've still got Nick Bosa on the defence, um, Fred Warner's still there, you know, I th- I think this, in my heart of hearts, this is a good 49ers team, but I want Trey Lance to prove it to me before I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Um, you know the way I, I say it. something else, but I can't remember what it was. I'm going to come up with one of my stupid, stupid analogies now, but this is kind go. of like they've someone's designed a high-performance car on paper. When it gets on the road in real life, and you're dealing with real life friction and weather, and you know massive negative G and lateral G and all of those kind of things, and you find out how each part interacts with each other and how the motor and Trey Lance is essentially the motor, how he operates in real-world conditions you're not going to know how it's going to perform in real life. Is it going to be reliable? Is it going to, you know, turn when you want it to turn? Is it going to be integrated as one unit? 
Now, history tells us no, because when a new quarterback comes in, that's normally not what happens. And the thing is, Punk, you mentioned he's threw 70 passes last year. He's thrown 70 passes in the past three years because he, he had that season at North Dakota State or South Dakota. I think it was North Dakota State. North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Then he opted out through COVID. And then he was in last year and, you know, uh, and only threw a certain amount of passes because he was basically rested. And then he's had all summer off. He's literally been almost three years and he's thrown nothing. So, well, yeah, we're going to find I, out massive concerns, but you're right. We'll find out. We're going to find out. I think it's fascinating to see what's going to happen there. And with the buzzer, we go on to the final team in the NFC West. And uh, when you lose Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, DJ Reed, Dwayne Brown, and Gerald Everett, <laughs> then then you trade in JJ Arcega Whiteside, you'd better have one hell of a draft. Luckily for the Seahawks, they did seem to nail it. And you starting left tackle, a great edge prospect, arguably the best running back in the draft. Two good corners and two underrated receivers means that if they draft a QB next year, they can be proper challengers. Problem for Seahawks fans this year, they ain't going to be challenging anything. No, do you know what? Let's be brutally honest. The Seattle Seahawks are not relevant in the NFL this year. Um, you know, obviously their talismanic quarterback's gone off to retire in Denver. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> with, with Drew Locke and a couple of really inexperienced tackles, um, yeah, this is rebuild year one. Um, these guys will definitely be in a battle. It'll just be for the number one pick overall. Mm. And that's all I have to say about that. In fact, I'm surprised they've still got DK Metcalf, if I'm brutally honest. He signed a new deal. Signed a new deal. I know. Big old deal. I know. I think this is potentially the most exciting quarterback situation in the league because we're fine. If they stick with Drew Log, you're finally going to see if he's any good. He's been in the league for three years now. And we're still not sure. We think we know. We think we know. Mm. But we're still not 100%. And this is the opportunity now to let him either sink or swim. It's not, though, is it? Because he's in the same opportunity as he was with you guys in that no, he's he got wasn't. some turnstiles for tackles and is just going to spend the entire game running away from people. But now, but the thing is, he is going to be forced because Chris Carson's retired as well. So yep. he doesn't have the same run game. Um, well, hang on. Penny, hang on. Kenneth Walker Penny, the third is yeah. is Penny my favourite receiver uh, running back going into this. Oh, KW three is great. just boss. Well, Penny looked great last season. They got a new deal at the end of it. So you hope that's not just playing for a contract. But the run game is normally a product of the offensive line and the offensive. Charles line Cross is awesome. First year, tackle. first year tackle. You know, first year tackle. Well, some left tackles can come in. You know. Some can, most don't. Especially, I mean, when... we 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 really are trying to stretch this out to three minutes, aren't we? A little bit, because at the moment, <laughs> we're at we're at two twenty, and and it's like twenty. We've got time. We've got time. Seahawks. If... Look, look, they've got a good stadium, good fans. I'm sure they'll get. Will they stick around though? If... Or two wins on the board, but yeah, will they? Know. The fans stick around for two win season. Of course they will. Mm. They're hardy in Be Seattle. Before before Russell Wilson, let's not let's not you know forget what the Seahawks were. It's, it's the under 30 fans that might you might have a problem with. The rest Nothing wrong with Steve Largent. <laughs> that was a long time since they had anyone good. Pretty much no one before. <laughs> it's a very bad name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I worry for them, but if they found their guy, which I don't believe they have, but if they have... Next year they will. Fantastic. And that's it. That is the NFC West. So, with the buzzer not attacking us, do we think there's going to be anything... Massively different in this division. Nah. No, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Yeah, but it was Cardinals, Niners last year. 
I mean, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <laughs> well, this, this, this year it, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, like we said, it depends on how Trey Lance performs. But yes. I think that the defense for the Niners and, and there's enough talent there around him that, you know, they should be able to finish second in here and probably get themselves a wild card spot as well. Yeah. Well, you know how much I love Trey Lance. I've actually got them finishing top of the division by one game oh, over the Rams. Cool. Big call. Mental. One game. I've got the Rams well, one look, game you know, ahead of the Niners. But... I trust in Shanahan to get that offense moving. You know, if he can make um, Matt Ryan into a MVP, then he can do anything to anyone. So, do you want who our playoff teams are then from the NFC? We can do that and then we'll, uh, we'll get going. So, for me, it's Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, Eagles winning division. Wildcard teams will be 49ers, Cowboys, and then I've going on record, so this will be a tiebreaker situation. It will be one of Card Saints and Vikings. Out of that lot, I think the Vikings are probably the best team. Yeah. I've got all the same picks as you, apart from I've got the Lions getting in rather than the Cards or Saints. Ooh, Lions in the hunt. You really have bought drunk the uh, hard knocks Kool Aid, haven't you? No, no. I just think that they were unlucky last <laughs> season. They've made improvements, so you know. Yeah. No, I agree. Them. I think they have made improvements. I don't think they've made improvements up to nine, ten wins. But I said eight wins. But that still gets wow. them in on the NFC. Yeah, maybe um, we'll see. I, I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know if you've got the same teams as me or not. <laughs> um, but I've got the Cardinal wild card teams. I've got the Cardinals, um, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Rams. And seeded teams, I have, uh, oh, I have the one seeded team. I have the Vikings. Bit of controversy there for you. Yeah, I've got them over a losing season, but still getting the Not playoffs. Not sure so. the Vikings have a better record number, at the end of the season than the Rams. Number one seed in the okay. NFC. All right. Kirk Cousins does his thing finally no, after I, six what years. I did, yeah. this, this may not necessarily be an accurate representation of what I think, and it's not, but I went through <laughs> and predicted every game, and that's what it came out with. Yeah. So fair enough. Argue. You, did, yeah. you did a gym, gym styly. A little bit. Yeah. You got a Software spreadsheet assisted. you can change halfway through the pitch. No, no, as no. Well. I did it. I did it. You have to release one, aren't I? <laughs> I did it all online on a website I refused to pay for, so it will disappear as soon as I press the X in the corner, unfortunately. I'll probably do a Patreon about my my uh, predictions anyway. So there'll be no excuses when it comes to the end of the season. I'll, I'll have some egg on my face, I'm sure. But, you know, that's what predicting's all about, isn't it? You're never going to get everything right. And that's why we watch the games. It's not done on paper. I mean, it's not the best thing that wins every game. There was one week last last year when Punk did get everything right. Yeah, I did get everything okay. right. Game right. There was all one, the, week, yeah. one week. You can get everything right some of the time, but you can't get everything right all of the time. I, I ah. can't. No, you can't. Eight percent of the time, I can. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Anyway, we're getting out of it. So, thank you very much, guys, for listening. It's great to be back. And uh, make sure you're subscribing to us. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Twitter at Final Down NFL at Denver Dave Thirty at Punk underscore Raider. um, Final Down the Final Down dot com for all of our stuff on there. But until next week, when we go through the AFC preview, I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Denver Dave. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 